Unity told their shareholders that there are more layoffs coming as there is still fallout over their revenue decisions. Plus, I got some new additions to my basement arcade this week. Tonight is November 12th, 2023, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so must, you would say uh, even if you, gonna... okay, I'll let you go. Utah. <laughs> wow, what what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games—that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore. What would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. Did you know that today is one 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 two two three? One 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 two two three. November twelfth, twenty twenty three. At least. Here, like I, I know in some other place they're like, no, it's one two one one two three. Like, no, 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 no. I'm American. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, the one 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 two two three edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminiscing about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. For joining us live here on one 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 two two three or one two one one two three, depending on where you live in the world. Uh, welcome. We do tape the show live just about each and every uh, Sunday night, uh, unless I'm gone for some river for some reason. Uh, Sunday nights, eight p.m. Eastern, five p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice. Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash VOG Network. That is where you can join us. And I'll be trying to read intelligent comments from chat throughout the night. Um, and my uh, Mike Daft even says, you Americans in your month before the date. So silly. Hey, look. It's month, day, year. It's feet and inches. And it, it's a quarter pounder with cheese, not a royale with cheese. Yeah, rah, rah, America. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, this is not about that. But uh, if this is if uh, if you don't want to be here live uh, because you don't want Mike Def calling you silly, uh, the I mean, Breakman still shows up and Mike Def calls him silly every week. Now, uh, but uh, if you can't be here live, we are a podcast. You can also join us on our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. That is where uh, we are throughout the week. And you may even get hints if you are subscribed on our Twitch channel. Uh, you get access to a special subscriber chat channel. And you might have gotten a little bit of a spoiler about uh, a future topic uh, on this show tonight uh you might have heard a little bit about it uh on the discord uh on our discord but uh one thing that i put up on social media and i completely forgot to mention last week uh is that i am uh going back to the gdq stage i will be up in pittsburgh for awesome games done quick 2024 it is january 14th through the 21st last week i said july because you know j months january uh, January 14th through 21st in Pittsburgh is going to be awesome games done quick. The schedule is out. Uh, and if you look at the schedule, you'll even see my name on it. But I will tell you that it is not finalized um, because uh, games have been moving around and they are not um, they're not fixing the schedule until after the second submission period, which is uh, for games that came out uh, in the last like four months. Uh, so those are your Super Mario Wonder, your Starfield, your Baldur's Gate 3, your uh, the the new Kong game that's terrible, uh, which has an amazing speed run, uh, and and uh, and and basically any of the games that came out in the last like four months, uh, that they're, they're going to be able to be submitted in the second submission period when they get added to the schedule, they're going to finally finalize everybody that um, 
is is going to be hosting. But I will I can tell you that I'm pretty sure that I am going to be on the final day Saturday uh, hosting three games. Uh, the first one being Fire Emblem Awakening by Kirby Master. Uh, for the new Nintendo 3DS. So he's going to be playing on 3DS. But then uh, my buddy Froob, Froob and I, we're getting together again for Muryakaza, the Lost Judgment DLC, the Kato Files. Uh, so we're going to be playing that. Froob's coming back to America all the way from England uh, and and tell us that he, we should be putting the day before the month and that uh, we should be putting U's in random words. Uh, and then, but after that, then Kazan's going to be doing Mario Kart 64, all cups with the skips. Uh, and here's here's the funny thing. I have been scheduled for like Mario Kart speed runs for like years, and they always get moved away from me or it just doesn't happen or it gets replaced with something else. One time I did uh, Fallout New Vegas replaced a Mario Kart. So uh, it's uh, I, I don't think I've ever done a Mario Kart. Uh, I've, I've never hosted a Mario Kart speed run, uh, even though I've been like slated like this is the third time now that I think I've been slated to host a Mario Kart run. And it didn't happen. But yes, uh, as Sharon and Matt says, GDQ work bestie Froob. And Mike Def says Froob and Bobby back together. Uh, yeah. So um, and and uh, uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And that is on Saturday. Now, I would give you times, but they have changed. Every day I look at the schedule, the times have been changed. Uh, so uh, or when the schedule initially came out, my block was like starting at 1 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time on Saturday. Then it was like 9 a.m. Eastern time on Saturday. And now it's, I think today it's 1040 a.m. Uh, Eastern time, which means that the, the Lost Judgment run would be around noonish uh, if the schedule doesn't drift all that much. And they, they're doing some things in the schedule to make sure it doesn't drift. Uh, there's like these one-hour uh, flex blocks that they just put in uh, that so to try to keep things on track. Uh, I will have another shift. Originally, it was on Thursday night. It was going to be uh, hosting Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. Uh, but Metal Gear Solid 2 got moved to a different time slot. I'm still listed on it, uh, but it's in the middle of somebody else's shift. So I don't know if I'm going to be still working the time on Thursday night or if I am going to be hosting Metal Gear Solid 2 on the first night of the marathon. I don't know. Uh, so... Um, so that's why I'm not putting like a big graphic or anything because I may not be hosting Metal Gear Solid 2 and I won't know that until December. This is very early for the host schedule to come out. Uh, so I'm not uh, other than the Lost Judgment uh, run. I, I don't know what else is anything's going to be going on uh, there. As Sherman says, I tend to just check the day before. Yeah, I, I really won't make a graphic until January. Like I, I'll, that's when I'll make a graphic for social media and say, here's where I'm going to be because it can all change. Uh, the Rickman says, uh, Bobby keeps getting lucid every time he tries to host Mario Kart. That is true. That is true. Um, but maybe this is the, this third time will be the charm. Uh, as sure Matt says, still an awesome honor and excited for you. Yes. Thank you so much. This is, this is amazing. Uh, and, uh, no on camera work this time around. Uh, that was kind of a one-off thing for, for GDQX, but, uh, it's, I'm, I'm going to be very excited to be out there and seeing people again, uh, and visiting Pittsburgh for the first time in the middle of uh, January, where it's going to be like, here we go, Fahrenheit, y'all. Mike Def can shake his head again. Uh, so it's going to be like 35 degrees is going to be the high. Uh, it's not going to be that much snow. I'm not driving anyway, so I don't really care. Um, but th th there will be like snow around, but that doesn't phase me. I just don't like driving on ice, which is what we get down here where I live. Not really snow. We get ice. Um, but if I'm not driving, I'm okay. 
Um, but yeah, it's 35 degrees. So it's like there's not going to be that much exploring of Pittsburgh going on because that's cold. And uh, Breakman says, I've never been to Pittsburgh and I can't go during football season. I refuse. Well, this would be during the playoffs. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I don't. I used to work for an NFL team. Then they fired me. So I've actually been bitter about the NFL ever since. Uh, so I haven't uh, really watched since then uh, of any team. Um, I, I watch college football and I watch soccer. And uh, I do not know how the game uh, that I am a season ticket holder of, I do not know how that game is going because I've been prepping for the show and uh, it's going on right now. Game three of the playoffs. Um, Tiger Hall says, what about baseball? That's not NFL. Uh, you may see that there is Atlanta Braves stuff all around me because we are the 2021 world champions. Um, and at least I'm not going to Philadelphia because then, then I might have some issues, but Pittsburgh should be fine. Uh, so AGDQ, I will be there and, uh, I'll probably mention this again at some point, uh, and, and exactly what I'm doing probably in December, I'll have a better idea of what I'm actually doing. Uh, uh, but let's talk about the news that happened this week. And I'll put this at the beginning because the next story is probably going to be what we're going to talk about for the next to the for the rest of the time here. But uh, we've been talking about the Unity game engine. And earlier this year, they, they put out a controversial new revenue policy, which they rescinded most of. Uh, but Destructoid reports that this year has been a slew of studios and gaming companies face significant layoffs. And it doesn't seem like things are set to slow down soon. It appears Unity may be the next to suffer layoffs as it attempts to become a leaner, more agile, and faster-growing company. You're not going to be able to do that if you're publicly traded. Sorry. Uh, in a shareholder letter, Unity CEO James Whitehurst, not John Ricciatello, because he stepped down like he normally does after he does something like this, and then he's going to go be the CEO of another gaming company, and they're never going to learn, claims that the company has a big opportunity to grow in the future, although that may be difficult at present because the team is trying to do too much at once. As Whitehurst explains, quote, we are not achieving the synergies that exist across our portfolio, and we are not executing to our full potential, end quote. That's a whole, like, that's all, you know, boardroom talk and everything. Synergy. Third quarter financial results are described as mixed. The strategy to make the company leaner will include increasing focus on its main projects, such as the Unity Editor. So that's what um, a lot of that's what game studios use to game developers use to make games is the Unity Editor. Though nothing is set in stone yet, the plan will likely involve discontinuing certain products, reducing the business office footprint, and reducing the size of the workforce. So they're going to sell some offices. They're going to let go of some employees, and that's what they're going to do. And they've got to tell shareholders this because shareholders want a profit. And sometimes reducing your workforce can get you a profit because now you no longer have to pay them. The letter also addressed, uh, addressed the controversy surrounding the announcement of runtime fees. That's the big uh, revenue thing that we were talking about. Whitehurst acknowledges that the execution created friction with our customers and near-term headwinds. Once again, another shareholder term, headwinds there. Despite this, there's no indications of any intentions to back down. The event is described as now mostly behind us. Though it is expected that because of the controversy, the new business model will be minimally beneficial in 2024 until customers adopt Unity's new releases. So what they had done is they, they kind of walked it back for existing Unity stuff. Uh, but anybody like using the new Unity editor in 2024, they're going to be subject to a portion of these runtime fees. And they changed the criteria of all that. So that we, we covered that in previous episodes. No date is given regarding when these interventions will be implemented, but further guidance will become with the fourth quarter and full year 2023 results. The Breakman says, uh, because companies do not care about their employees. 
Um, so, and, uh, and, and Mike Depp says, why do companies keep hiring guys like Phil Harrison and John Ricciatello? Um, because it, they've got a good resume and it's also, they all like know people and they're like, oh, it's going to be different this time. It's going to be better this time. And, and Bregman says companies do not care about their employees. So I'm going to push back on that a tiny, tiny bit. Uh, they do care but not as much as you would like. And so this this is going to be Bobby Blackwell giving you job advice. Uh as as somebody who works as some you would be somebody who works for a company and I work for a company as well. Um and there's a lot of companies that are like, "Oh, you know, we're all family and we're all loyal, you know, loyalty." Like they're big in on loyalty and stuff. Um no company is going to be loyal to you. So Breakman says companies do not care about their employees. I believe that there are companies out there, many of them do care about their employees. However, they're not going to be loyal to their employees. And that's why if the company needs to, you know, lay someone off, they're not going to be loyal and try to find some other way. If the easiest way to get back, you know, get money back is to lay off an employee, they're not going to stay loyal to the employee. They're going to stay loyal to the money. And that's just, that's just how they are. So it's not that they don't care. It's just they're not going to be loyal to you, which is why I also tell people, do not be loyal to your company because they're not going to be loyal to you. They may preach loyalty. They may want you to be loyal to them. Uh, but no, because they're, when, when push comes to shove, they're not going to be loyal to you. It's not that they don't care, but they're not going to be loyal to you. Uh, and, and so you are not beholden to be loyal to them. And th there's a lot of the older generation, my parents and even people my age talking to kids that are, that are, that are, that are now grown and in the adult workforce because I'm, I'm getting old, uh, would say, no, you need to be loyal to your company because my parents' generation, they had loyalty because of pensions. When we got rid of pensions and retirement, uh, that was the loyalty part. Uh, that was where the company was invested in you long term. We got rid of pensions like companies. Most companies nowadays don't have pensions. So they have no uh, they, they're not incentivized to be loyal to you and you are not incentivized to be loyal to them. And E3Veil says, but they're family. And, and you know what? I, I get that. Uh, I have felt that in the past. Uh, but um you should like they say that the reason companies will tell you, oh, we're family is so you spend more time there and more time working and maybe even spending time working off the clock because it's family. It, it's also it's awesome to have those type of relationships with your coworkers, because, frankly, you know, it, it, the work can be a little more fun uh, if you genuinely like the people you're working with, which is not always possible, but being friendly and doing things outside of just working with those people can help that. But uh, be sure to have friends of your own and spend time on your own. You know, working at a company is a necessary evil in our current society, but uh, don't be loyal to them because they're not going to be loyal to you. Uh, Esther and Matt says uh, what this is, you know, he agrees what Bobby is saying. You have to be loyal to yourself, protect yourself, because in the end, it's a business and the company doesn't always owe you anything, uh, which is true. And also, the company can survive without you. Um, they will find a way to survive without them. You will find a way to survive without them. Um, so uh, be loyal to yourself and to uh, to the family members, at least the ones you like, and the friends, at least the ones you like. 
My heart goes out to those who work at Unity because there are many great people, talented people who who believe in Unity's vision and believe in what Unity is supposed to be out about outwardly. They don't make these decisions, and if they do get laid off, I hope they land on their feet uh, very quickly because I'm sure because there's a lot of great things technically, technologically that the Unity editor has done, and there are amazing people that were behind that. All right, so I've been teasing this for a while. Um, we're not we're not going to talk about the news anymore, uh, for tonight at least. Uh, so I got some uh, new additions to my basement arcade, and uh, there's two of them. There's two different things. So we're going to show off the first one uh, first. So I'm going to go ahead and pull up the the, the video. Uh, so there is already video, like, so I've already have arcade one-ups, there's an outrun, there's a Star Wars, there's a Tron, Rob Roberts has the high score on Tron, uh, and then I've got, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a four-player Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, now it, it's got, uh, you know, sports ball iconography of the University of Georgia, uh, the back-to-back national champions, uh, and, um, it, it's got, like, uh, the spinner dial has the Georgia G etched into it. Uh, and it's a four-player panel. I'm describing it for the podcast, folks. But yeah, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I got myself a TMNT. Oh, wait. Uh, I also got myself the Simpsons. And it looks kind of the same. It's, uh, oh, yeah, because it's got the Simpsons, but it's got four players. Uh, it's Oh, I also got Burger Time, by the way. Um, so uh, you, you can play Burger Time, and it's the, the same cabinet. That's right. I got... A uh, so essentially it is it, it is a main cabinet, um, and it's a four player uh, cabinet. It's a, this is done by Monster Arcades. So MonsterArcades.com. So yes, that is plural. Uh, they are local here in the Atlanta area. Uh, oh, here here here's Centipede. Uh, oh, and the trackball is lit up. So on the buttons, it actually lights up what buttons are used for each specific game. Uh, and so this one actually uses the trackball, and so you can use the trackball, but also the spinner can work uh, as a tr- as um, for some games as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so I've I've just been showing uh, different splash screens and stuff. Um, but it, essentially, it's got a digital marquee at the top, which is the part that you can't see on the video. So the marquee at the top, and here I am actually going to be playing some Puzzle Fighter two, Super Puzzle Fighter Two. You can even hear the, the music in the back. Uh, but there's a digital marquee at the top that changes with, based on what game you're playing. So not only do the buttons light up, but the digital marquee at the top changes. So that way I don't have like a generic, oh, multi-cade or something. No, it's actually whatever game is playing. Um, so uh, the, the, the tech under the hood... Um, and I, and I, you know, I'm pretty sure that monster arcades is not upset with me sharing this. Uh, so I basically, they, they got me the machine and then I had to come in and, uh, you know, put things on it and put stuff on it. And, uh, oh, I, I moved over to Arkanoid cause this uses the, uh, trackball and the spinner. Uh, but it's running, um, oh God. And, and I, I had it, uh, so it's, it's, uh, hyperspin, I believe. I think it's hyperspin with rocket launcher. So if you are into the main, uh, emulation uh, stuff. It's 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 hyperspin with rocket launcher, and uh, it's a Windows machine. So there's a Windows machine that is actually a 55 inch TV on its side. So 
Uh, it, and it, so it's a vertical 55 inch TV and then there's a bezel. And so everything's placed to where like the game is on this very specific part of the TV. The, the marquee is like at the top of the screen. So it's one screen. And then like a third of the TV is below the control deck. So you're not even using it, but they don't make screens, the specific size for any kind of cheap. So it's a, it's a regular old smart TV with a remote and it wants to load up Hulu and stuff like that. Um, so uh, I, I was able to get that. And uh, Breakman says, Bobby should practice first. No, of course not. I didn't have time. Uh, I, had, I didn't have time to practice. And besides, you, you like seeing this. And uh, Podcoach says, I need to add the Tron con- controller to my Legends Ultimate. I could have actually gotten the Tron controller on the control deck uh, because there is another controller on it. Uh, there was a controller in the center and you can, and I could have gotten a Tron controller on that. Uh, but I have Tron for arcade one up, so I didn't need it. Uh, so, uh, that was, uh, the first thing. And so sitting there and I can play any four player, uh, four player games, two player games. Um, you know, the Simpsons I, I put on there and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I put on there. Uh, and, and those work, but also like the street fighters and the mortal combats and things like that. Um, so S. Sharon and Matt says, so that looks heavy and delicate. How did you get it in safely? Hired folks or the company handle it? So, uh, Keith at Monster Arcade, who I've actually interviewed on the show. In fact, his first ever interview after he started his business was on the Bobby Blackwell show many, many years ago, probably like 2013, 2014. I interviewed Keith, uh, because he was at the Southern Fried Gaming Expo, uh, during its early years, uh, back when we were on the ground floor. Uh, so, but he's local to Atlanta. So he actually came and brought it in. We basically, um, he, he has dollies and, and stuff. And so he also helped put it back together, uh, to get in and made sure that everything worked and showed me how to use it, uh, showed me how to add games to it, showed me because like, obviously it had nothing on it. Uh, it was just like, here, here's everything that works. Now let, let's add a game or two or three. So, I, and I was spending some time, uh, cause I actually ordered these before, like right after Dragon Con. So like September and they were built, they were custom built the art that was on it, the George, which is Georgia Bulldogs art. I actually, uh, um, commissioned that from somebody who does a lot of like custom arcade cabinet art, uh, out of Italy, actually. Uh, his, his name is Vlad, and I forgot his uh, last name, but he's found in Italy. Uh, and so he had the t- the files, and he sent a Photoshop file, and we they printed out the very custom art. Um, there's a little topper at the top, uh, which is acrylic, and it has he's got some LED lights that run up on that uh, to shine. It says Georgia Bulldogs. So yes, it's sports ball and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, so I got that. Uh, and Escher Matt says, uh, Bobby is running out of firstborns for these. Uh, yeah, well, this one's not as bad. Th- this one's not as bad. And also, my wife likes this, too. So it's, it's you know. But, I mean, the World Cup's coming in 2026. So that is, uh, that's uh, that's the addition to my arcade. Uh, other than this other addition to my arcade. So um, on the other wall, uh, I've got Mandalorian uh, by Ru- uh, the, the, uh, Stern Pinball Mandalorian. I've got the Stern Pinball Rush uh, with the, the limited edition. Uh, I've also got this little cabinet here. This is Aspen. This was actually my childhood cabinet. Uh, I rescued it from my parents' basement. And then I've got Doctor Who uh, Pinball right here. Um, so uh, here is Doctor Who. This was kind of my holy grail. And it's also a custom 
cabinet. Wait a minute. That that's not the Doctor Who cabinet art. It says it's it's more sports ball. It's uh got a soccer ball at the top and it says uh Atlanta United on the side and and uh it's it's uh, but it's Doctor Who, right? It's it's Doctor Who. Eagle-eyed viewers can see the Friday night gaming sign over on the side there. Um but yeah, here here's here's Doctor Who. Um play, playing uh I got the Doctor Who pinball machine. And um I will I will go ahead and 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 kind of spoil the next part of this. Uh it it looks very 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 real. Uh but it's not. So this is also from Monster Arcades. And this is a virtual pinball cabinet. So this is running uh VPX Visual Pinball X. It's running Pinup Popper uh for the front end. Uh, but uh, it's running. Uh, it's a it's a Windows machine, and it's got three screens in it. With the play field being a 4K 144 hertz screen, so it will sometimes if the table is made correctly, it will suspend your disbelief. Where it doesn't is, for instance, if you're playing on um, like Doctor Who, uh, the, it it's all the graphics are basically aimed as if you were standing there. So like the multiple play field does not go up as high or because you can't see around it and stuff. But there, a lot of the table authors here, which um, you have to download these from places like VP Universe, they do a really good job uh, of, of doing this. So I, I finally have uh, Doctor Who. Uh, and, um, and so, yeah, so that's it. Oh, wait, I, I exited out of Doctor Who and it became other machines. So there, there's there's medieval madness and, and monster bash and there's two there's three screens the middle screen is where the DMD would go but it is just yet another monitor and then there's the back glass that has a, another monitor, um, and so, uh, Tireclaw says if they made the screen lenticular giving off that 3D effects p- for pinball so what I could add to this, uh, is people have used the Microsoft Connect, and then the screen moves based on where you're moving, but I don't care that much. Um, so I'm loading up Arabian Nights because this is a really beautiful looking table uh, because it is like they they recently like really redid the assets in 4K on this table. Um, these are all fan creations. They're not exactly <clears throat> legal, but uh, I added it all. Uh, I added these tables here. Uh, and the nice thing about this is uh, I did add the plunger. I, I So I have an actual analog plunger, which Doctor Who doesn't use. Uh, so I'm, I actually put this up so you could see that there is an actual physical plunger, uh, that does control the plunger, uh, in the, in the game. So I had him add, add a physical plunger, which does have the analog here. Uh, it is still a computer, so it does shoot when I'm not ready for it to shoot. Uh, but the flippers also have, um, knockback a little bit. So when you flip, it does actually make a knock on the side of the machine. So you do feel it. You do not feel when the ball hits the side of, of anything else on the machine. So it, it's not one-to-one. Uh, there, I didn't put have knockers and solenoids on the side of the machine. Um, and there are nudge buttons uh, to... Um, and I'll get to this in a second. There are nudge buttons. I do. There is an accelerometer inside, so you, we, I could set it to where you could actually nudge the whole table and it nudges. Uh, but I don't like that uh, because there's like a whole computer inside, a whole Windows machine. Um, 
and uh, and Darkstalker says, "Oh, not real." In the video, it's hard to tell. Yes, this is so. This is a virtual pinball cabinet. It's all virtual. I can't afford five thousand pinball machines in my house, unfortunately, and I don't have the space for it either. Uh, so, so I have little buttons that'll nudge the table, though. Uh, so that way, you can still play with because nudging is a big part of pinball, and even though I'm not good at it, uh, it's it's still there for people. But there is an accelerometer. I can turn it up or down. Uh, for, for, and it will do, it's got side to side and front to back. So you can nudge in all directions. It does work. Uh, but I, I can dial that down. Um, so the lat the, the one I'm showing here is, uh, so I do actually have, this is a physical Aspen machine. So this was from Brunswick, uh, back in the 1979, they actually made, and it was through Heathkit, uh, but they made these home pinball machines. Uh, and, uh, they actually did have, and what we did, I'm going to, is uh, and, and it's actually on this digital pinball machine. I found Aspen on VP Universe and put it on, and so I can actually play uh, the the digital pinball version. And th- what I like about the virtual one is that they put the high scores on a. You can put your high score on a little post it digital post it note, uh, and we actually have a post it note that had like my score uh, on it, uh, my entire family score in the t- bottom right hand corner there. So I was actually able to, and I played it, and I'm like, yeah, no, this is this is kind of what I remember. Uh, and the back glass will change up, uh, and it, it it is interactive. So like a game like this that has the uh, that has the score up there instead of on like any kind of DMD uh, in the middle, it does actually update and light up and do everything up there. So it's kind of nice. Now what other people have done is. Um, They've enhanced tables. So, like, I've got Tron Legacy playing, but this is called a pinup pack from Pinup Popper. And so what they've done is it is a recreation of the stern Tron Legacy table, but they have added movie clips that play on the back glass. So you still have your DMD, but then as you're playing through, different movie clips and different sound effects play. So it's not the same experience you would get from a Tron Legacy regular table, um, but it is it is an enhanced experience. Uh, and so there are several that are like this, and some are, you know, taking tables that already exist, and other people have recreated new tables or modified tables with a new pack. Uh, this month, a John Wick table just came out on VP Universe, and I haven't downloaded it yet because I also haven't seen the movies yet. Uh, but uh, but uh, there's that. But there's also, like, custom tables and, like, brand new tables. So I actually found a Pokemon table. And uh, so this, uh, I don't think this is based on any existing table because people can create just their own brand new tables and even do things that you can't do, kind of like what Pinball, uh, pinball Effects does. Um, but what's kind of ni- neat about this one is, uh, and I'm going to zoom in in just a second here, uh, the p- pinball is actually a Pokeball. And so you can, uh, and, and it's kind of neat. And I do nudge the table with the buttons a little bit so the p- ball moves around here. Um, but you can actually see that they, they, they made the pinball a Pokeball. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so, uh, you can have custom balls. Uh, there was another table that somebody had made that actually had animated characters in it and stuff like that. Uh, so under the hood, it's running visual pinball X, uh, which is, uh, I believe that is pin mame, uh, based on pin mame. Uh, and then pin up popper is the front end, uh, as well as having the pin up, uh, the, the, the pin up packs, the, the different uh, and then also uh, B2S is the back glass. So I think it's a black back glass server. So it's all kind of running together. And he taught me how to do things uh, to add games to it. And uh, and 
I could, if I really wanted to, the new version of Pinball FX that's on Steam, uh, it uh, actually has a cabinet mode that you can access. Like, and it's the previous Pinball FX, like Pinball FX 2 and 3, you had to, like, request a code, and then they wanted a picture of your visual uh, of your virtual pinball table, and then they wanted to, they asked you how much you paid for it because they want you they wanted ten percent of it. They're like, well, okay, if you paid five thousand dollars for it, uh, you need to send us five hundred dollars, and we'll give you a code. Um, pinball effects the new one, just like it's it's in the menu option. You hit cabinet code, uh, cabinet mode, and it turns it into cabinet mode for you. Uh, so I could do that. Um, I was kind of warned against putting Wi-Fi uh, on it uh, because it is Windows, and Windows updates tend to break uh, a lot of these these machines because it's uh, emulation, especially of pinball tables, is really held together by duct tape and prayers because there's like five or six different programs that are separate but all talk together, and... Uh, for some of them to install them, you actually have to like disable your antivirus because of the way they hook into other programs. Windows malware thinks it's malware and it's not. Uh, so they kind of he kind of warned against putting it on Wi-Fi, which is why like theoretically I could put it on Wi-Fi. I could install Steam and I could put Pinball FX and all the tables I've bought in Pinball FX and I could play them on that cabinet. Um, but I have kind of been warned against that. Uh, but I'm going to that was more by. Keith at Monster Arcades, I'm actually going to do a little more research on my own and see if it's really that bad. I'm excited. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun to kind of go through and kind of learn. It's it's a lot of work to get p- tables on there and find things and stuff. So there's places called VP Universe is, is a big one, and VP Forums, I believe, is one of the other places I've got an account on uh, to be able to get a lot of this stuff. And you can actually run Visual Pinball X on your PC, uh, and if you have dual monitors, you can even like have like the back glass and the DMD. You can actually have this whole experience without a cabinet and just using a regular Xbox controller if you really want. Uh, so that that's all out there. And so you can look into that. But I will say it is kind of a rabbit hole. And it is also, like I said, duct tape and prayers is how uh, it's, it's all held together. So that's why I've like never actually set it up on my main machine because it's a lot. So thankfully... Um, Keith at Monster Arcades helped me set uh, set up all the programs and showed me how to like modify things and stuff, and then uh, I can go on from there. There's a lot of stuff that comes out like every month. There's new tables. Some people will recreate old tables uh, that haven't been created uh, yet, or they'll modify a table, maybe reskin it, uh, or add some other things to it that you can only do in virtual pinball. So it's not it's no it's not a replacement for the real thing, but I I like it. Uh, I enjoy it and and stuff. And, uh, like, there was uh, one table uh, that m- you might have seen, like, kind of halfway when I was going through because I downloaded it. And I didn't film video of it because it is not doing too well uh, in terms of playing. It's got some some errors. It's somebody I think it was, like, somebody's, like, first attempt. Uh, but it's based on Babylon 5. And uh, so there's actually a Babylon 5 table. And what they did is they took... I believe it's like a table from like the early 80s and they reskinned it. Uh, so it's using all of that, but then it's got, uh, you know, a, it's audio clips from the show and, and the, the art is all from the show and the back glass is Babylon 5. Uh, but it's running the code from like an older table. And then, um, uh, like, there, there was uh, another one, there was a Mario Kart 
one that I found. And then, but right next to it was, uh, and it, I think it's based on Mario Andretti racing. And it's kind of funny because they didn't really change all the audio clips. So it's like Andretti takes the lead and you're sitting there looking at Mario Kart and stuff. So, um, there's a lot of stuff going around like VP universe and some of the other stuff, uh, forums. You can find a lot of interesting tables, both uh, real and imaginary. And so I'm, I'm kind of excited uh, to kind of delve deeper and find more things. Uh, and uh, there was a question, can I delete high scores? I'm sure I can. Uh, I'm sure Keith at Monster Arcades will tell me exactly how to do that, or YouTube will tell me how to do that. Because uh, I think, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure there is a, probably a, direct, a file I can wipe and have it, you know, recreate, which wipes all the high scores. So, yeah, monsterarcades.com. Uh, is the company there based out of the Atlanta area. They do ship. He he delivered it here uh, on Wednesday night, uh, delivered both of them. Uh, but he does ship and uh, and stuff, so you can check out a lot of the stuff he does there. He does custom racing rigs, so if you really want a racing uh, cabinet that plays like Forza uh, or, or, you know, Gran Turismo, he can do that. And, um, and, uh, and yeah, so... Um, I'm I'm going to learn more about it because like Dark Soccer just asked if you can access the board BIOS, can't you do it that way? Uh, most likely. Um, have I tried that in the last three days? No. But uh, yes, I pro I most likely can uh, with VPX get into the board settings and um, there's other tweaks you can even do like because it's all like .NET code. So like one of the things you can do and you load up the table in VPX and you can open up the script folder and you can change things like change how the table works and everything. So it's it's kind of open source in that sense. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to, to go through. But like I said, I'm, I'm very new uh, to this world of virtual pinball. And so there's there's a lot to go go through it. As Jeremiah says, now you have to get custom tokens for my arcade. Unfortunately, not, well, two of the machines I own do take quarters, uh, but I have the coin box taken out of them because that's where my sound system goes. Is it goes in there? So uh, yeah, we're gonna take a very quick music break, and uh, then we'll talk to Rob about all the news that I didn't talk about because uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened this week. But uh, I was sitting in my basement playing arcade games. But yeah, we're gonna take a quick music break. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show here in the Voice Geeks Network at Twitch.tv/slash/VogNetwork. <laughs> Hey, this is Aaron Toplitsky, a.k.a. YYR, and you're listening to The Bobby Blackwolf Show, featuring the best, the very best, as in number one, numero uno, most super multitasker in the world, in our hearts, the one and only Bobby Blackwolf, on the VOG Network at vognetwork.com. That's right, we were multitasking by... Uh... Learning that stream elements has added finally allowed it for animated emotes. That's why I'm like, like letting it soon. Anyway, uh, they animated emotes in the emote wall. So like when we do these music breaks and stuff, like we I allow uh, like emotes to flood the screen. People put emotes in the chat and then they show up on the screen and they were all static. It was always the first frame of any of the animated emotes, and now uh, they animate a lot of uh, a lot of them. So. Uh, if you want to leave a bumper, all you got to do is send me an MP3 with just your voice or a video of just your voice. I will choose what DMCA violation to put behind it uh, and uh, contact me on Discord. 
and uh, and and stuff. Even even if you're all distracted by the shiny new toy, like Breakman was, uh, you can do that, and then I can play some uh, some newer bumpers. Uh, so, um, coming up next here on the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vlog network is Orange Lounge Radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do. And, uh, I finally found in Discord where I need to click, uh, so that we talk about to them, uh, and they talk about games for much, much longer than I do. And they actually spend more time talking about what's going on in the news. Uh, so we like to check in with them and see what's going on there. Uh, so, uh, as we wait, uh, and make sure that, uh, everything's going to be working. Sacramento, are you there? Discord's not being my friend right now, and I don't know why. Um, so, uh, yeah, Orange Lunch Radio is coming up next, and, uh, and things work perfectly every single time. Everything always works. Every single time. First try, every time. So, S. Sheridan asks, have you touched the new Like a Dragon game yet? Yes, because it's on Game Pass. So let's talk about this while uh, we're waiting for uh, to, to see what ha- can happen with, with the call with OLR. Uh, so, uh, yes, yeah, so Like a Dragon Gaiden, uh, the man who lost his name, or the one who lost his name, I can't remember what the subtitle is. Uh, it's a beat-em-up in the Kiryu Kazuma uh, series of the Yakuza games. They changed the name to Like a Dragon because that's actually what it's called in Japan is Like a Dragon. Uh, it's they changed it to Yakuza to appeal to American audiences, and it didn't appeal to American audiences until a couple of years ago. So, um, and uh, so uh, I did try it. And one of the things that I like is that it's a shorter game. Uh, I've gotten through the first chapter; it's two hours, and there are five chapters, so ten hours. Mm, perfect, perfect length for a game. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so I have tried it. It is on Game Pass, and uh, it is fun. It is the brawler side of things. Uh, and, and it's shorter. Like, uh, hopefully I will be able to get through the 10 hours before I find something else. Uh, so, uh, sa- we're going to try now, uh, see if Orange Lounge Radio is in yet. Sacramento, are you there? All better. Hi, Bobby. Sorry about that. Hey, awesome. Well, the podcast feed doesn't know why you just said sorry. Oh, but, well, uh, yeah, we're uh, good. just you know, sometimes your audio settings in discord will change on you. So yes. lesson learned for all of us. Yes. yes. Uh, so, uh, but don't worry. Everything, everything's good. Now we figured it out. You mm-hmm. know it now. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's uh, right. So um, I guess I, I – so we had just gotten a question in chat, and I'm going to repeat it for the podcast audience. As Jaron Matt asked, time-killing question. Have you touched the new Like a Dragon game yet? And so what I was bringing up was that uh, Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who lost his name, is now out on Game Pass. Uh, and it's shorter. It's only like a 10- to 12-hour game. Uh, have you tried this yet? Oh, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> Have you finished Yakuza Like a Dragon yet? Of course, of course not. <laughs> Will you try? <laughs> Probably not at this what point. One of these days. One of these days. You know, yeah. once I get past, you know, the always running Diablo 4 and yeah. Warcraft and Final Fantasy 14 and getting my platinum and Final Fantasy 16 and Super yeah. Mario RPG is coming out. And I, I still have to finish Super Mario Wonder and I got to go back to Baldur's Gate 3 and I'm still trying to stream Pokemon Generation 9. Yeah, Bobby, I'll, I'll get right on it. <laughs> How many bits, or what? What's your sub goal to go oh, back God. to Yakuza like a dragon? I uh, I I don't know. I'll, I I will do it as I need like a weekend marathon or something yeah. probably. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, so are you excited about Super Mario RPG? Because that's coming out this, I, this week. I, well, I mean, in spite of what I just said, where the reality is I may not get to it anytime soon. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. I am eager to check it out. There's, uh, there is that. Uh, I'm curious to see kind of some of the differences that they might have made from the original. I'm sure yeah. once the first copy of that leaks, which will probably happen any day now, mm-hmm. we will have Internet sleuths uh, figuring that out real quick. And before the game is even out, we'll probably know what all the differences are from the Super Nintendo yeah. version. Yeah, uh, I know the one thing they've talked about is like the splash damage mechanic, which a lot of purists don't mm-hmm. like. And, you know, there, mm-hmm. there are other things that they have done. Uh, yeah. to, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping that it does so well that we finally get a sequel. And we Ooh, kinda, that would be nice. Because we'll I, I, I hope that's kind of what they're doing is they're kind of testing the waters to see if we should get a sequel mm-hmm. uh, to it, which, which would be, which would be nice. Um, well, I think it'll sell very well. Now, will mm-hmm. it sell Super Mario Wonder well? No. I don't know, because Super Mario Wonder, you might have heard, sold a lot, a yeah. lot of copies this last week. And that's, we're not even at like Black Friday and peak holiday shopping yeah. yet. So uh, it's going to be a wild holiday season for that game. It's going to be a wild holiday season for a lot of games, because a lot mm-hmm. of great games came out. For Then a lot of people don't buy them on day one, and they, they mm-hmm. want to get them for the holidays, or especially like younger people, they get games for Christmas. Yeah. And, and we've got to factor that in. And recently, South Park referenced Baldur's Gate three. So, for mm-hmm. all dozen people that still watch South Park, yeah. uh, you know that could could go a free commercial for advertising. I know that that that's that's the kiss of love right there, Mwah, right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, I will say that uh, that uh, coming up a little bit later, I think Monday, I think tomorrow, we get the nominees for Game of the Year for the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there they said there are six going to be six nominees. Ooh, well, they they needed more. Probably something probably tied, honestly, yeah. in this year. So, so what do you think would be on the nomination list? Baldur's Gate three, absolutely, mm-hmm. will be one. Um, now I'm like drawing a blank. Alan Wake two seems pretty certain at this mm-hmm. point. Um, probably, probably a Nintendo one. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, Tears. Zelda Tears yeah. of the Kingdom. Um else gets on there i don't know if something like diablo 4 gets on there um maybe i think starfield squeaks it I yeah think starfield gets on there i think starfield squeaks it on there um there's probably one of the ones that tied spider-man 2 came yeah, out spider-man 2 great call that's probably you know. there as well um i'm trying to think back to some of the highly rated games usually usually there's an indie game hi-fi rush on there too which i know is not an indie game but hi-fi rush I don't know. I, I think Hi-Fi Rush gets nominated. I don't know if it gets nominated for that. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if there's like a, a best. Uh, um, sea of Stars might, you know, I don't know. If, oh, there you go. Sea of Stars. Yeah. That's a really good indie pick yeah. for the, the slot there. Um, I wonder if maybe something like Super Mario RPG does get up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I, I also kind of wonder, you know, sometimes there might be like a, like a, I could see a space for like a Disney Dreamlight Valley. I know that sounds yeah. wild, but just something that mm-hmm. has like that replayability, I think oftentimes gets noticed. But I think it came um, out technically last year. Oh, did it? Oh, oh yeah. Cause that early access kind of messes yeah, with things. And, and it? it doesn't come yeah, out of early true. access till December until after. Yeah, true. True, true, true. I'm trying to also see what some of the like the top rated games of the year were. Um, and I think I named most of the big ones, at least that are new for this year. Mm-hmm. Cocoon is another highly rated one okay. that came out recently. That might be mm-hmm. your indie game as well. But um, yeah, I think I think we've probably hit on it between yeah. the two of us what the six are going to be. But with you know, there's always time for a pleasant surprise. And and normally I don't care about one of the other categories. 
the best performance in a video game. But man, I hope Ben Starr wins it so he can be on stage and do something. Yeah, I, I hope Ben Starr gets nominated. I think a Baldur's Gate performer will win, but I would love to see Ben Starr, um, yeah, get the acknowledgement too, just because he's so much fun. Yeah. There, there's actually, because him and a couple other voice actors are doing, guess what? A D&D live play podcast. Of um, course. And so, but like one of the other voice actors in it is the person who's Geralt of Riviera from The nice. Witcher. And they did a, you know, a promo thing with Clive and Geralt trying to go after the same monster. And it's it's hilarious. I can't play it on my show. Uh-huh. Uh, it's one of those. But uh, yeah. but you, but people should check that out. Ben Starr's one of the only reasons to stay on Twitter.com, which is the, the website that's in the URL. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the few reasons to, to check it out yeah. and stuff. Uh, and he did just pick up an award over the weekend uh, at a mm-hmm. British games thing, which again, Baldur's Gate 3 really swept yeah. uh, the awards there. And I suspect even uh, with the strength of this year's games, I suspect that's going to happen over here too. And ultimately Baldur's Gate 3 kind of sweeps everything. I think it's just really hit that sweet spot for a lot of people yeah. uh, with the hybrid D and D stuff. I, th- I think it's going to yeah. do very well. Yep. Uh, so what else are you going to be talking about on Orange Lunch Radio tonight? Because I only talked about one news story, and then I went off on, on, on a tangent. So you're, no, you're actually here for the news tonight. No worries. We'll talk a little bit about a brand new Steam Deck uh, refresh of sorts mm-hmm. that was announced this week. That's going to be very exciting. Big, big news about Zelda. Not the game, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are talking mm-hmm. about the future. Uh-huh. So we're going to get into that. You know that. And uh, we'll also talk about some of the controversy, AI, mm-hmm. you know, always a thing. We're going to talk about that as well. The end of the Overwatch League, uh, officially, which mm-hmm. uh, sadly I think we kind of saw coming, but we'll talk about that as well. And... I am going I've I've got a little rant in me about a company that I feel like we've been ranting about for about oh 21 years now on this program. Mm-hmm. Just when you think they might be getting better. <laughs> no, nope. here come nope. the old tricks. Here nope. come the old tricks. Yep. We're gonna talk about that first thing first on Ooh. OLR up next. That's mm-hmm. the kickoff topic. All right, am, Orange Sun Radio is up next. Irritated enough that it's the kickoff topic. All tonight. right. Rob's got something to say. Mm-hmm. Orange Launch Radio is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks, Bobby. So uh, that is it for me this week. I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Network. Come join us and interact with the show directly. Uh, and uh, you can also follow me on social media. Uh, you will be able to find pictures of uh, the new machines that I showed on this. So if you're listening to the podcast on my social media, I will put them up in Discord uh, outside of the subscriber chat channel, which is where I put the little spoiler. Uh, but uh, um, bobbyblackwolf.com where the skies are blue. Uh, if you need an invite, uh, vognetwork.com slash Discord is where you can uh, can get uh, – I've got some invites to give out to that site. Uh, but also uh, Bobby Black Wolf over on other social media platforms, just about all the major ones I'm on there. But I'm spread so thin I never know which one to post on at this point. So there's no one central place for things. Uh, so if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone the show is not for everybody. But it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. But we would not be able to make the live show work without the help of the chatters who go above and beyond. So thank you so much. S. Chairman Matt for resubscribing earlier tonight. Dark Titsia resubscribed saying happy 19-month streak and uh, something about Twitch math. Because uh, Dark Titsia has been around for the whole time. Uh, just, you know, Twitch math is weird. And then Dark Soccer resubscribed. 
at Tier 2. Thank you so much for that and uh, and everything you do for us here at the Voice of Geeks Network. So uh, that is it. I'm going to hit the button to get out of here. That's the button to get out of here. Uh, and uh, I will see you next week, and I'll, I'll play some. I'll, I'll go play some games for you because you're not invited right now. Maybe in the future I'll invite you. But until then, no. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.